lot of bed and tumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and run and stretch and try to come to life. It starts pumping out on the street, the future starts pumping, and folks like me on the job, working nine to five. Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. It's all taking and no giving. Hello and welcome to the Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. I'm your host, Mrs. Wug, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague, uh, Mrs. Berry, who has something to tell you. I started a new job. Oh, we've got so much to get through today. And the punters on the Facebook page, if you haven't joined the Facebook page yet, scoot across and request to join the Hot Flush. Where all the good bits and the rude bits and the yes. naughty bits go down, and they're yes. a great bunch of chicks, and they've all been wanting to know, Kim, how's the new job going? So I'm three days in, uh, part time. It's taken 20 years of having kids to finally secure a part time job that has, you know, that pays well and is intellectually stimulating. Only 20 years to find it. Oh, it's like the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us, uh, if you are able to, what what is your title? It is, oh, I'm a content creator slash comms specialist. I'm a content creator slash comms specialist. You too. are, yes. And I'm working for an AI software startup. I work for this ridiculous has-been mummy blog. <laughs> I've talked to you about this, this negative self-talk of late <laughs> that has been your hallmark this year. <laughs> And we are shutting it down. Shut that shit down. Shut that shit down. So I've been there three days. Mm-hmm. I'm working with, you know, data analysts and engineers and techie people. And I have green hair and I'm quite loud and I really you do stick feel... Out like dog's balls. I really do feel like a little bit of a shag on the rock. And of course, what do I do when I'm quite nervous? Talk a lot. I talk a lot. <laughs> and I babble. And I often say quite inappropriate things. Like, what, what, what's come to mind? Oh. Or your three days of employee. The first, so they just have a drink after work on Friday night. Nothing, you know, nothing over the top. Like, yeah. just a normal, now, 20 teens drink after work as opposed to the 1990s. So they don't have work. like a hot, yeah, the 1990s which, drink after work lasted which, for two uh, days. Yeah, which lasted for two days. And uh, yeah. They're very really sensible now, aren't they? Yeah, really sensible. And what sort of drink and, um, do they have? Is it oh, there's just some spritz? Just a beer and wine. Okay. Just a beer and wine. Is it out of a paper and cup still? No, no, there's, they have glasses. Oh. I know, yes. Yeah, so, well, it's a little bit, it's a little bit right. But um, we were actually talking about online dating because one of the guys in the office is online dating and he was going out on his like seventh date with this girl. So, and I, which I, I, like, I'm getting very good vibes from the culture that, oh, they, that they sort of rib this guy, but they're sort of really excited for him. Yeah. And there was a few of us in the group who uh, did actually meet their partners through online dating. But unfortunately, I do think I did mention the alley cat phase, and oh, I've okay. only known them for three days. Well, as down as you mean to go on, I suppose. Down <laughs> <laughs> as you yeah, mean to go on. Yeah, it wasn't. I just it just fell out, and then I was like, oh god. And I've been obsessing about it all weekend. But anyway, they haven't rung me to say don't come back. So, <laughs> well, that's good. You know. That's good. Um, yes. So I'm very excited. Three days a week, but there's also some other exciting news in the wind as well because. I'm going to be a casual radio producer for the Ooh, ABC. Oh, tell me about that. 
So I did a little shadow shift there a few weeks ago with our beautiful friend Wendy. Yes. Wendy Harmer. And I'm going to do, I, I rang Wendy when we were started the job searching. And yes. I said, Wendy, do you know of anyone who needs someone who can just basically fucking do everything? And she said, who is? I said, Kim. And she goes, oh, yeah. I want her to come in in the office. I want her to be my producer. She's so smart. And, of course, she's a woman that makes things happen. So so she got me in there for a shadow, they call it a shadow shift, like just to see that you're not completely incompetent. So now we've just got to tee up a day of training. And um, and then I'm just going on this. Is that sort just of, a dream come true? Girl? Oh, that's my dream job. It's, well, one of my dream jobs. I have about six dream jobs, but that's uh, that's right up at the top. Yeah, producing radio. I was in there, and I just walked in, and I went, I'm in my spiritual home. Yeah. Like, and I just walked around, and then I was in the office, and there's Wendy and Robbie Buck. I mean, Robbie Buck. Like, my Don't God. Don't you think he sounds like Andrew Denton? Oh, he does a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, he's quite intimidating just for the scope of his experience and his musical knowledge and, you know. And and then I'm sitting there and I'm just like I'm just grinning like little Kim from the suburbs. Oh, I know. And then you know Richard and then Richard Glover walks by and he's just having a chat with people over there and I'm just sitting there going, oh, Richard Glover. <laughs> and then you know and then James Valentine walks by and I'm just like oh, and I'm just like texting Rob going I'm dead I've died and he's going you're you're in your own heaven aren't you and I go yes I'm doing and everything. all my friends are here. So funny. So it was great fun, and um, and it's apparently, exciting. and apparently, I did very well. Oh, because you're not stupid. And then, um, so I'm basically going to be available for them Saturdays through Tuesdays. Awesome. And they sort of said, "Yeah, well, look you at know. you go, girl." And they just said, well, and you bought it'll be jeans. very ad hoc. Bought jeans, new jeans, and uh, today we're going to go and have some medicinal dumplings because, as you can all probably tell, I'm sounding quite nasally, and I've um teaching her on a little bit of um, depression because I have yes. been laid up with this well, leg operation. She's had a leg operation. She's been on some opioids for pain relief. And opioids, while great for pain relief and quite enjoyable at the time, they actually can knock you around quite mentally. So we're going to go and have some medicinal dumplings. I'm taking myself off the... Uh, <laughs> off the endone? Off the endone. And, which um, means I just ran out. <laughs> did have any i would be sending them out to my beautiful mother who's just had a oh, new no. shoulder put in oh jesus and she's got six weeks of this shit to put up has with. she got that whole thing now where she can't move it yeah it has she to can't be move here it. And it has to be like and that then, for like because i shared a photo of my leg on my instagram account and all these people are, are actually at home now convalescing after operations and nobody let me knew that i wasn't the only one so you probably might not have slipped into your, you know, pity party if you'd known that there were others suffering. I know, along with you. I know. So if you are suffering from and Christine, I hope you, you know, yeah, you're getting you're getting better. She was livid. I'm not going to name the hospital, but she booked herself out early because she had very very poor care. Now I went to the Mater, yes. which is like basically going to the Ritz Carlton. The oh, nurses, see, I had a friend there, at the Mater the other week and hated it. I know the nurses there were just all like your kind aunties. Oh really? Yep. Hold you my have your hand. Own room? Uh, no, because it was day surgery. Oh, okay. But they did say a lot of um, mums book in for two nights just to have a bit of a break. Oh, that's what it takes, isn't it? That's what it takes. Surgery. <laughs> surgery. Oh, a mental <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. Um, Neither of them ideal. But once we have medicinal uh, dumplings, you have to come with me to buy a toaster. Okay, and you have to come with me and buy a doona. Oh, okay. Okay. Look, came up. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got a big day ahead of us, but let's crack on. First thing on the meeting of agenda oh. is, of course, our friend Barnaby Joyce. I do, I do believe that in this second series of the Hot Flush, 
probably 70% of our episodes have started with something about Barnaby Joyce. What a cockwomble that man is. My God. So, for those who don't know, um, Barnaby Joyce has recently um, cried that he's not getting enough privacy in his life. Of course, he's left his wife and four daughters for a, a young girl at his work. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, and they had the baby, little Sebastian. Yes. And then I sort of went, yeah, I would be, I back off on that now. Like, yeah. that little boy, that baby, and that mum, and it's her being a first-time mum. first-time mum, she needs to... And all that stress <clears throat> leading up to that baby, I thought, no, like... Just give him a rest. But now he's broken a deal with Channel 7. Seven. Um, and I believe it's going to be aired next Sunday. My mole at 7 has told me that they're going to milk this for all it's worth this Ugh. week. And um, he has been paid $150,000 for an interview. Discuss. $150,000. That baby's got more money than me. I, as you said yesterday, that, that baby has more than me. I'm just like... I. I I can't even ever imagine having $150,000. And I'm like, but apart from just the duh, ethical issues around it in terms of just, you know, from a human perspective, yeah. surely there are issues. And that's coming from me who's hoard my kids on the internet for 10 years. <laughs> I have a bit of experience in this matter. <laughs> yeah, what was the most you got paid for writing a post about your kids? Oh, God. Nothing like that. <laughs> Knock a couple of zeros off that. Um, um, no, but aren't there, aren't there sort of like legislative parliamentary issues around taking a politician money? being paid money for an interview? Well, yes, no, he's very clever about this because he is putting it into a trust fund for the child. Oh, but get your he, hand off it, Barnaby. But you pay tax on that. And the thing that I sort of put out there the other day was, oh, look, why wouldn't he, like he's in the stink anyway, why wouldn't he have organised this and then donated that $150,000 to the farm's drought relief? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. The dude doesn't need any more money. No. $150,000. It's costing some farmers $5,000 a week just in grain to keep their animals alive. Mm. So they're going into debt um, to the tune of lots and lots and lots and lots of money. You know what You know what else he could have put it towards? Relationships Australia. <laughs> <laughs> put it into a marriage counselling service. Anyway, Natalie Joyce and the Joyce daughters, you know, you've got a lot of love behind you I think at this yeah. this is this is just a has shitty, he got, has he set up time. has he set a hunt up $150,000 trust funds for each of his four girls I wouldn't have thought so no how curious mm. anyway that's enough of you Barnaby yeah, that's enough of you Barnaby okay God. moving on to something that's really close to my mouth <laughs> <laughs> this week I um, broke out and my skin's been pretty good lately I've been looking after it I drink yes. shit tons of water yes I don't eat too much rubbish even though I just really 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 want hot chips right now mm. um I broke out in quite the sizable blind pimple it's a hormonal pimple that we tend to get I don't know when you get them but with your period I would have with thought. your period but I haven't got my period at the moment but are you ovulating Oh, probably. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other down. <laughs> so it's popped up on my on my chin, yep. in my mouth. Yes. And what I thought we'd do is spend a few minutes talking about best practices on how to exit the building when you are a hormonal pimple because there's two schools of thought. Yes. There's one to leave it. Yes. And one... I don't adhere to that program. ...to deal with it. Yes. Um, do you ever get... Lance them? that motherfucker. <laughs> do you ever get them, Kim? Uh... Okay, I have, so I had terrible, terrible, terrible acne as a teenager. Really? Terrible. 
like really bad and re- those you really don't have any scarring, those maybe. really deep cyst oh, pimples along my jawline yeah. as well as just terrible pimples all over my face um, yeah I was quite the catch as a teen because I was a devout Christian <laughs> wore glasses had braces was overweight Super and nerd. severe acne I had it all going for me it's like the valedictorian of repulsion so when I became an adult um, I seem to have actually got a bit better at it in terms of it's not been as bad. Um, and I really don't, I've really not had terrible breakouts or anything like that um, as an adult until I started my new job last week. <laughs> and seriously, the first time ever, I got this absolute shiner right there well, on my chin. Don't postcode type scenario. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a little... beacon. And it popped up the day that they did oh. all of the staff photos. Because oh, at the start-up, I'm in the, I'm in the, like, the nucleus, like the top. There's 35 of us. It's very exciting. There's a Well, 36 of you, including and there was 36 of me, including <laughs> Kim's facial growth. Goiter. Okay, so I best practiced mine uh, this week. Yes. By rubbing ice on it. And oh, okay. it calms it all down. It calms really? it all down because the inflammation obviously is because of the infection. Yeah. And then I thought, I'm just going to leave that. Come yeah. to me 10 minutes later. And are you digging out I'm with a spoon? I'm digging it out, but you have to get, and sorry if you've got a weak stomach at home, this is normally me gagging at this point. Yeah. You have to get the core out. You do. If you don't get the core out, you basically fucked. That thing's going to hang you around. You know what it is? It's the facial equivalent of that volcano currently ruining everything in Hawaii. Yeah. 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 If you don't get that, hear that pop. Yeah. Do you know? If you just squeeze it and a little bit of the yeah. sebum comes out, yeah. you're going to get a scar yeah. there. You need to get that. You need to get that. Out and then when you keep squeezing, if it's only blood, then you know you've got the you've core hit, out. You've hit them. This is lovely, isn't it? It's we've come, listen, listen. It's not. It's not the hot flush if we're not talking blood coming from somewhere. <laughs> Why are we famous? And then what yeah. do you do? Why, what what do you do after that? So then I get a hot compress. Yes. And put it on there just to disinfect, and then I wipe with uh, tea tree oil. Oh, tea tree oil. Tea tree oil. Basically, do you know what I use? Windex of my life. Do you want to know what I use? What? Mepho. No. That's just... Yeah. No. Yeah. And you can... You Do you put know it how on, bad that is for your skin? You put it on. Well... <laughs> behold the radiant glow of Kim. <laughs> there are no metho scars. And I so metho it. you just go in and buy metho for your zits? Yeah. But I just put it on the end of an earbud thing, you know. Yeah. And that's just put it on. And you can feel it like killing... Sizzle. It, you can feel it sizzle. All the way to the core of your soul. Like you can just feel it going... <laughs> And you're like, oh my god! But that motherfucker doesn't come back. Yeah, I've got years of experience. Yeah. Well, I've still got. I think there might be a little bit left in, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. What do you think? I have to have my glasses off. No, you've got it. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but can we just talk? Just a little adjunct to that. Yeah. You know how I started getting my chin threaded this yes. year? Yes. And how it is singularly the most excruciating thing I've ever done above and beyond labor and pushing children out. So she got halfway through the threading this time and I went, I can't do it. Are you going to, I can't do it. And I know my, I know my waxing girls very well. And so she goes, okay, what about if we wax it? And then I just thread the top bit to blend it in. And I went, okay, we can do that. We're talking about your beard here. Yeah, we're talking about my beard. (laughs) So we waxed it. And that's when the hormonal pimple came. That's yeah. when I've had pimples back on my yeah. chin line is from the waxing. Yeah. So I'm like, 
do I endure? Okay, these are my options. Grow my blonde beard. Thread it, but virtually need to be knocked out. Yeah. So I don't quite know what I'll do for that. Maybe I'll take some of my secret stash of codeine. <laughs> or um, or just wax it. And then, but then what, like, do you just, I don't want to have to keep exfoliating there because that skin's quite sensitive. I had lunch with a group of girlfriends <clears throat> this week, <clears throat> last this week. Is real, we're, we're tackling and the big issues one of, one of the girls were going off to do, uh, she's a jazz singer and she's going to do some publicity. And we all sort of looked at her and went, darling, can we just, do your moustache before you go. And she goes, I just did it. And I'm like, these things grow back very quickly nowadays. Bring <laughs> the hormones on the chickens, I don't know. So she came back to my house and I had to nair it for her, poor darling. Oh, but look at that. What a good friend. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Let's just move on from that. That's enough of terrible. Let's talk about white pubes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, one of our readers brought this up, actually. They one of our readers wanted to talk about white pubes. So white pubes is the absence of pigmentation. And a white pube is often quite wiry. It's like in your hair. Yeah. Your, your, your wiry greys. And it's just... Your body's getting old. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting old. Yeah. And it's allowed to be old. The lady garden's entering its winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's the winter of our discontent. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. You know what? I wouldn't worry about it. Grow a gut. I haven't seen mine for bloody hours. Grow a gut. We can't see it. <laughs> So that's and then advice. just get your waxing girls to rip the shit out of all of it. I've only got I tell you what I've five. got. Oh, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. But I do have a number of white eyebrow hairs, which are even more alarming. Yeah. Because you pluck those out, and now there's so many oh, of them. Oh, can you just hang There's hand. so many. Do you talk? I'm going to go and get your product. Oh, there's so many that you pluck them out, and then you look like you've, I don't know, razored little lines into your eyebrows. It's no good. So, yeah, just, I don't know, just... Just get rid of all of them. That's what I say. Now, one of our other readers asked us about how how you get over a hangover once you're at our age. <sighs> if you are holier than thou and virtuous and full of, I don't know what, um, like myself, and you don't drink, <laughs> that's such a lie, um, my only response to that is you, you just got to drink a lot of water before you go to bed. And I always take two Panadol and two Nurofen as I'm going to bed together with the water. And then that seems to reduce the limitations. But I have an 18-year-old whose current diet consists solely of alcohol and carbohydrates. And he goes to bed, does exactly the same. He takes two Advil or Nurofen and drinks a lot of water and he's as good to go. Can you remember those days? Do you remember? When you were like 17 or 18 and you could just like drink... You know, like we used to do at uni, and you'd just you'd just get up the next day and sort of be tickety boo. You'd go off to, to ch- tutorials. You'd go off to tutorials. You'd probably smell like a brewery. Oh, we didn't even imagine yeah. those poor teachers. But yeah. I can't do the big nights anymore. No, I like a lunch and like because oh. you know, and you have two glasses of champagne with lunch. You go and you have a little nanas. <laughs> you have a little. You have a little. Well, no, no, no. Which well, we should be know, calling a disco nap because that my, gives the impression we're going out later. My on. sister had a birthday and she's in her early thirties, and she said, "Come along." I said, "Yeah, yeah, that'd be great." She goes, "Right, well, we're meeting at the restaurant at nine. Nine? At what night? are we? Are we in Spain? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'd have a lovely evening." <laughs> Listen, sorry, I can't be there. I'm if I was uh, some Mediterranean. Mama Cita, then perhaps I would be over there. That's no Mama Cita's not Mexican. That's Mexican. I'll, I don't know. Anyway, 
But we don't, not, we don't eat at nine. I eat at six. <laughs> God. Do you know what I did this weekend? Tell me. Felix came home for his family birthday for his 18th. And we picked him, I picked him up from the central, from the train, at, you know, 20 to 9. So that's motherly love right there. And, um, but I took him to our favourite beer bar, to Rob and my favourite beer bar called The Bitter Few. It's on Oxford Street. And we took him in for his first, like, you Papa, know, legal. he's 18. Isn't it terrible how much um, we praise our culture on alcohol? I know. <laughs> I know. But I can just hear the wowsers yeah. out there going, oh, my God, that's Ooh, just so bad. That's so terrible. So we went in and we ordered, we had beers, and I'd picked him up, like, I'd picked him up some... Um, some like ribs and oh. macaroni cheese and stuff from the really great smokehouse place in Crow's Nest. Yeah. And he had that and we ordered and we had pizza from the epic pizza down the road and we we sat there and we had beers with Felix oh. at our favourite beer bar. That is a good beer bar. It was so fun. And yes. we walked all that way and I complained the whole way. Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah. Okay. Um uh, we should talk a little moment about uh, some exciting news. I know. Our friend, our good friend FiQ, who writes FiQ Friday, and if you don't know her, you've got to get onto Facebook. She's quite a ranter, and she she became famous because she got kicked out of the North Shore um, Mums Facebook page because she went rogue. She did. She go went rogue in the much best like, possible way. Much like one of the handmaidens did in the last episode that I just watched. She went rogue, and they weren't having a bar of it. And so then she went out on her own, and she's built quite a successful little business. And we should tell you, when you're looking for her, it's Q as in F-A-R-K-E-W, Q. Anyway, so she's approached us and said, girls, we're going to do some merch for your listeners. There's not enough funny merch around for listeners. So now we've got a couple of mugs and a cushion and a tote bag. And we have sold quite a few already. I'm so excited. I know. Anyway, so if you want to have a look at the merch, there is a link up. We'll put a permanent link up. Can, yeah. you, can you write that down in the notes? Put a oh. link up um, at the top of the Facebook page that people can find. Our funny merch, perfect gift for people who are having hysterectomies. Speaking which, of which. What a lead in. Look at us. Professionals to the team. like producer. Hello. <laughs> uh, which is the talk of the interwebs, I must say, over the last few weeks. Um because people are getting fed up with bleeding for England. What are you talking about, Miss Swoop? Well, you know as you get older. Yeah. Uh, your cycle changes. Yeah. So, and I actually have been writing for a pharmaceutical company a couple of humour pieces about yes. it. Because back in the day, my mum was telling me that no one talked about how your no. cycle was changing and you can't wear white pants anymore. And because, and I remember even recently I was... I was at the airport, and the boys and Mr. Wig were away, of course, because they can't do anything because they're incon... Yes. You know. Yes. What's that word? Um, incompetent. Incompetent. So I was standing up um, to say that I'm competent. That's how bad they are. So I'm standing up, and I had just changed my plug. I had gone from the house to the airport, and I just stood there, and I went holy moly and I rang Mr. Work and I said you need to come here right now because literally flooding okay that's not it's not good it's not good it's happening to so many women now yeah. do you know you get 450 periods in your lifetime is that all it yeah. feels like 10,000 and 
at our age, sort of mid-40s, your eggs are starting to chuck it down, right? It's going, like, this is your last chance to have a baby. Chucking it, chucking it, chucking it, chucking it, chucking it. And, um, yeah, so there's these fibroids that are growing and they're causing heaps of problems. And so everybody is now talking about having an ablation, which is like just a clean sweep out. Yep. Or having a hysterectomy. Yes. Now, I've been on bed rest for 10 days. Yes. And I've slowly been mad. I was all for this hysterectomy. Yes. I don't know if I could do six weeks of that. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I've got a friend who's in a very similar predicament in that she doesn't She's very apprehensive about having it, and she has to have it because there's a very. She's got some really severe. There's a. She's at a very high risk. Welcome, Jennifer Edwards. You've just joined the Hot Flush um, Facebook page. Good on you. Approve. Um, She's, you know, she's in a very high risk category of, of bad things, and but she's so apprehensive about it, not for the actual procedure, for which she's not going to be able to have it by keyhole. She's going to have to have a full. Like journal, not like fully cut open oh, above right. her Caesar scar, and um, because of the rest, because of that, she's being told she can't do anything for six weeks. And she told her obstetrician um, that no, it's not an obstetrician, is it? When it's it's your gynecologist, is it? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, they're both the same person, but anyway. And uh, she actually convinced him to let her just have four weeks of doing nothing because she's. She's very strong, uh, a very strong and robust health. <laughs> it's just like four weeks then. Yeah. But she's, that's, that's the bit that she's really worried about. Yeah. Because it is depressing. I mean, I must say, I really lent on my friends a lot and they came to the party. Mm. Dinners and coffees. I had a coffee fairy every morning when Aww. I couldn't, really couldn't get out of bed. They were yeah. just so beautiful. Um, but yeah, so hysterectomies is something that, you know, I think we should... I, I I don't know. I don't know whether I should do it or not. Uh, have you not gone something. and seen Have you gone and seen my beautiful man yet? No, but I'd have to get a referral because my GP straight up sort of went, "Yeah, that's pretty radical." Yeah, you see, yeah, I think the GPs go, "That's pretty radical," and the and the and the surgeons go, "Bring it on." Yeah, I've got I've got bills to pay. <laughs> well, speaking of that, there's a very interesting four corners on tonight, and I will hopefully get this up this afternoon um, about specialists and overcharging and and i know and And because i've just recently been through the system myself um yeah yeah but they they were very upfront with how much it was going to cost it was like in paper on thing i had to sign a thing i had to like you know but i think that's quite good yeah that's good okay shall we just have a look at a few readers questions Yes, um, we've got lots of them, so we're not going to be able to get through I all know. of them. There was like 82 comments. I know. Um, when is our road trip to Melbourne happening? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can go any time. Why do women become wild when they're away from their families? What is it about mothers in packs? I love it. Our baby Mac and I went to New York a few years ago and I'm still recovering from it. Um, and we called it the Mums on the Loose tour. Yeah. Where we would, we would pop a little champagne at three o'clock in the afternoon, do some writing. Yeah. And then we'd find ourselves in the meatpacking district at 4 a.m. with a couple of (laughs) handsome strangers and some supermodels. (laughs) It was so much fun. I think because you are just. Don't have any responsibility. It's great. We bear the responsibility of about 10 normal adults every day. And so then you take them away. Yeah. You take that off. And so I went for a writer's retreat last weekend and there were six of us. And then the two women who organize, who run the tour that is called Me Time 
Me Time Adventures. Um, they're the beautiful, they're two sisters and they set it up after a family tragedy and just went, we really need to set stuff up for people to have me time. Anyway, so those, so the beautiful Pauline and Sharon set that up and Maggie McKellar was our author in residence. And that, well, the six of us were just like, oh my God. Mm. That's oh my why God. I do what I do with my tours, my radio And then tours. they just say to us, okay, you just, you've just got time now to go and do whatever you want. And we all just go, a what now? A what? Is that a straight segue into the bar? Hello? What is that? What does that mean? Or do you go for a walk? Or... Go for a walk. So we were right down the the arse end of Tasmania, the far oh, south Give them another coast. shout out. Who are they? People Me getting time, your pens. Me Time Adventures. And Sharon and Pauline, they do a retreat. They do the writer's retreat. They do a singing retreat. Oh, I they're do doing, that one. They're doing a, they're doing a, a, a singing tour over to... Ireland, Scotland, Wales, somewhere like that. Like, just they're just the most awesome ladies. And uh, I'm just checking. Um, oh, sorry, I'm calling them Me Time Adventures, Me Time Experiences. Okay, not to be confused with the people I work with. It's called Hello Me. Oh, okay. And we do take people like you know battered soldiers. They turn up at the airport, and by the time they get back, they look twenty years younger. They may or may not have had a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so me time experiences, and they're just they're just the most gorgeous girls and um, or women, I should say, and uh, they just thought of everything. We did not the six of us. We had a writing workshop in the morning and the afternoon, and then each of us over the course of the weekend, which went for four days, it was a long four day weekend, um, had a one on one session with Maggie, and uh, it was it was just magnificent. So I'm just having a look at what some of the other things that they're doing. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, Linda wants us to discuss strategies to stop people from calling her ma'am. Oh. And then she adds, or bouncers in pubs calling me dear. Oh, yeah, that's that's But Linda, I think that you've just got to get your boobs out. You really do. Oh, they're going to cork. Oh, that one's sold out. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was just mildly distracted. Um, calling a man, yeah. But do you know what? Like, because my hair's so short, when I was and when the when I used to have it really short when I was younger, people would call me sir. So, and I was at an age then that that would really upset me. Whereas now I just really couldn't give a shit. But so I I just sort of I don't know. I just don't care. And like the fact that you're in a pub with bouncers, I think it speaks <laughs> yeah, volumes about. That's Right. Why aren't we friends in real life? Even yes. mind you, having said that, we'd have to go at four o'clock and have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> there probably wouldn't be a bouncer on the door then. Yeah, you just got to get your cans out, get your boobs out. Yeah. Uh, Kiralee, we're going to have to take a break after this one. Why Mother Nature is laughing when your kids are entering teenagehood and you're in perimenopause at the same time. And I'm telling you, Kiralee Conrad, the reason why that happens is that we are designed to have babies when we're sixteen. Yes, not when we're forty-two. Yes. <laughs> This is correct. Should all be having babies when you are 20, not when you are 35. But of course, no one tells you that. No one tells you that. Do you know what they tell you? They talk to you about how, you know, egg health and fertility. They don't talk to you about, you know, you're that gonna going to be 20 where you're day. going to be batshit crazy and you're going to have your kids at the batshit crazy and you've also then got parents at the other end going batshit crazy. crazy. And you're all going crazy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to pop the kettle on. So uh, go and... Uh, go forth. We'll go be back forth. in a minute. We'll be back soon.
and we're back. And welcome back. You've joined Mrs. Wig and Mrs. Berry for the second half of the Hot Flush, the world's premier podcast for the perimenopausal and everyone else. Yes. Um, just before we move on, well, let's just want to circle back to the fact that I have a new job and that I'm now working and writing about an entirely new industry and sector. Yep. Um, so now it appears I listen to tech podcasts. Oh, yeah. But do you know what? They're a quirky bunch of people. They are fascinating. It's actually very interesting um, in a very, just in a storytelling point of view, like in terms of how people, but yeah, apparently that's who I am now. I listen to tech podcasts. Can I give you the name? Like not the name of the actual podcast, but uh, the head, the heading of one of the podcasts I'm currently listening to. Sure. Network effects, origin stories, and the evolution of tech. Excellent. That'd be enough to put me to sleep. B2B2C. What does that even mean? That's a business to business to consumer, apparently. Do you know what I listen to? And do you know what the latest thing is? Is apparently bio. So we're moving from tech into bio. And bio means like, how do you solve death? Go. That's how Rob described it to me. And can I have another little side like line? Rob and I are just back in the land of just being so loved up and in love with each other. It's just, it's just quite lovely. You know how you just go in your relationship, and every now and then you have a little peek of just how much you love each other, and then you just go back to your normal relationship, and it's all it's all fine and lovely. And so yeah, at the moment we are back in the nauseating land of. Even the way you blow your nose is adorable. Sorry, I'm just lining up the lunch date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that oh is my nice. God, she's but, just so rude. Um, it is <sighs> nice, but uh, talking about tech podcasts and then moving on to you being loved up is just well. That's because not he works. He works in tech, and so of course I sort of because I'm now in that you know, newbie phase of when I discover something and I just and go... And you're like a Labrador. And I just go, oh my God, did you know this? And like, you know, all, yeah. all his, you know, his yeah. I wrote uh, it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh... I did my just... university thesis on it. And he was just like... And I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be like really annoying in that whole land of... And then this, and then that. And did you know about that? And he goes, do you think there's one thing about you suddenly being involved in the industry that I am and so now we can talk about things you know, on a whole new level is that is boring on any level. And I'm just like, oh, you're so lovely. It is nice. And I've been married for 785 years. Yeah, how's that going? And it's good. Yes. I like my husband. I ch- chose well. You did? I did chose well. You did. I was He's beautiful. Like, Mr. Wood is He's just a lovely gorgeous. man. Is he still in the flight, like in the absolute thick of his sort of caveman just diet and fitness campaign? Yes. And we don't have a lot in common. <laughs> Have a, like a glass of wine together in well, the evening, and we we talk about the events of the day. And he's just a very clever, clever man. <gasps> I've just seen on your notes. Yes, I want to talk about someone called Ali Wong. Oh my guy, guys, are you on board with this? Have you seen it? She's on Netflix. She is the best thing ever. She is an Asian comedian who does these absolute bloody, absolute fabulous. I'm trying to. Now, hilarious. She's done one called Baby Cobra, and the second one is called Hard Knock Hard Knock Wife. And she's got she's the second one, Hard Knock Wife, has just been released. 
has just been released on Netflix. I was going to play you a little bit. I heard a rumor that all of the Asians in this city have congregated in this theater tonight. <laughs> she is just. Hang on. Sniffed his ass. <laughs> she is so funny. Ali Wong. Put in check if he shit his pants. <laughs> okay. Well, you have to have it in context, but she is like tiny little gorgeous um, Asian lady who's seven and a half months pregnant in both her specials. Yeah. And she talks about how she met a husband who was a Harvard businessman. All she wants to do is stop working. <laughs> That's why she married him because she figured, um, you know, and how state mums, her mums have it going <laughs> on. And she is and so rude. His parents made her sign a prenup, and now, like, <laughs> he's going to be left, like, high and dry. Oh, God. And how she trapped him. Yeah. yeah. And she talks about all the things about sex that I talk about. And so, like anal. Like anal and, and butt licking and you name it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And how she gets cunnilingus from a white man and she's got the power between her legs. Like, she's just so wrong. Yeah. So funny. Put that, write that down. Ali Wong, go to Netflix and just spend the rest of the afternoon laughing your tits off. Because, honestly, Ali Wong got me through last week. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 She was so funny. So good. So good. I'm sorry, I cut you off there from you talking about Mr. Woog. Oh, that's all right. I don't want to talk about him. We can talk about him or we can talk about me. It's very lovely. Um, now, I know it was last weekend, but I was away in the deep wilds of Tasmania with virtually no reception whatsoever. So I was quite late to the party. Harry and Meg's. Yeah, I'm so over it. Really? Yep. I just, I don't know why it has affected me so much. I, maybe because, you know, their mum died or I don't know, but I'm just so, it just makes me so happy that they've found someone and that they're in love. They are in love. I didn't think her dress fitted, though. Oh, everyone was a fashion. Um, I thought she looked lovely. And and I like oh, the I way thought she, I I liked that she, she had flyaway hair and she yes. didn't have a painted face. Uh, yes, I liked like, all you know, of that. Like a concrete but I just face. sort of, yes, no, I agree with all of that. And I must say that when I was sort of thinking to myself, that dress needed to be brought in a little bit around the bust, I was sitting there probably braless in my Celeste Barber hoodie that says accidental model on it <laughs> and probably eating chips. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. And everyone's outraged. Oh, my God, it was so simple. I'm like... Yeah, and if she... I wore wore a green dress with black RMs to my wedding. Who gives a shit? We just want to be comfortable. Yeah, but who... Like, if she'd worn some hugely ornate thing, then she probably would have been completely low bastard she was for being she, she, even, you know. Whatever she was going to do, yeah, she was going to do it wrong. Let's move on. so boring. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to one of our readers who's struggling at the moment with four teenage girls in the house. Um, yeah. Yeah, you think you have it. Oh, let's have another baby, yeah. and then you're like, oh, four girls, and then they go into teenagers. Yeah. So, can you imagine their tampon like cot bills? I know it would be astronomical. They would. The, the, the tampon costs would be equivalent to what four bo- the food costs are for four boys. Yeah. Well, it's money to loaf of bread a day, basically. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so we are thinking of you during this trouble time, um, and they will eventually move out. But I did read this week that. Some parents were suing their 33-year-old son to get out of the fucking house. And I 
back those pants. <laughs> you don't have them to hang around. I've already told it. The day our, our youngest finishes high school, we're moving into a two-bedroom unit. <laughs> and you're going to be fending for yourselves. <laughs> oh, you say that now. No, I can't wait. There's going to be the golden years. <laughs> no washing. No turds in oh, the toilet. idiot. They bring it all home. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> for those, this is more for the medium of uh, television that I am giving her the look. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Felix was home on the weekend and, God, it's just lovely having him around. And, you know, we had the family lunch and everyone was on the veranda eating and, and I didn't even sit down to eat. I didn't even feel like eating. Of course, holy shit, she's just plucked a really big black hair out of her chin. She's yeah. got the best, she's actually got the best mirror. I've been looking for one ever since I used her plucking mirror and I can't find well, one. Well, we're going to Kmart after this, so I'll get you one. Oh, Kmart. It can be a present. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just sort of sat there and I sort of watched Felix. Well, I didn't sat there because I didn't sit down because I didn't really want to. It wasn't that, yeah, I'm not doing that to say that I was some martyr or anything. I just, it was so lovely just watching everyone have a great time. And, um, and Felix was out there and, you know, I thought it was not that long ago that he was a sullen teenager who would barely come out of his bedroom when we had a family event on. I'd have to go up there and beg and plead for him to come out and say hello to everyone. And there he was, like, just there, sitting, talking to everyone, answering questions. I've got to be back. I've just found something. I've got to be back. Oh, my God. This is highly professional. Um, yes. So, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but... I really don't mind doing his washing when he comes home from uni. I don't mind. I can't believe I'm saying that. You know, that whole that whole thing about, you know, mums still doing their kids' washing when they move out. And it's like, it just doesn't bother me. It feels quite, you know, I don't know. Anyway, you have to stop. I'm blathering because Woogs is doing some self-care over here that's just like, I just, she's plucking it. She's plucking her teeth. No, what's that? Not plucking Flossing. her teeth. Flossing. She's flossing in front of me. This is we're basically that is disgusting. We're basically sisters. I do. I do apologise for that. Um, now, hang on. I just want to see. Um, did you catch the, the show last night? It was called Love Island. It was um, Sophie Monk and ten oh. people in bikinis. Oh God, no! It, I did not. This is bringing me to the next point. Instagram is making us narcissists. So right now on Instagram, I put up a photo of my manky mushed up leg. Yes. I put up photos of food. Yes. Not pretty food. Normal food. <laughs> um, but I do scroll and I do look at these mums putting up photos of their perfect houses and I just think we are headed for trouble, Kim. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, I just was forgetting to listen because I was looking through the ABC News website to see if there was anything else I could have a completely uneducated opinion on. <clears throat> but you don't do narcissistic Instagram. No. No, mm. I don't. Mm. And I think it's making us lazy too because we don't read stuff anymore. We just want to look at stuff and like it and move on. True. I don't like it. Oh, this is just okay. I just the news is just terrible, isn't it? I don't I try not to look at it. You know I've stopped watching the news at night. Have you? Yep, instead I watch the really cheery show called RSPCA Rescues. <laughs> oh you you just oh my god you just up to cry every day every day and i do i cry 
Why? Because they save puppies. What about watching something like the other night I watched because we didn't have the news on either, and um, and so we watched. I think it was Friends, and then early. Um, um, Grace and Will and Grace. Oh, you can never have enough. T- Will, oh, Will and Grace. Well, yesterday I found myself at home by myself, and I was like, "Ooh, oh, um, Sunday!" I watched five straight episodes of Sex and the City that I've already seen seven hundred thousand times, but just snuggled up on the couch with a hot cup of tea and Carrie Bradshaw being obnoxious as ever. It's timeless stuff. But no, Will but and Grace is a bit the same. Yeah, I love it. We probably should go. We're going to go and have medicinal dumplings. We are going to meet some girlfriends to have some medicinal dumplings. Um, and thank you for joining us this week's episode of The Hot Flush. Thank you for all your feedback on the Facebook page. Um, and we've had a couple of people join it during today's... Uh, what's this called? What? Podcast. Today's podcast. <laughs> we need to have some food. We need food. I think there's a bit of a dip in our blood sugar levels at the moment. <laughs> okay, until next time, remember what we say. Uh, just keep plucking.